0: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Running, 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 tranquility base here. The Eagle has landed. Welcome to the Selected Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Taylor, and clearly I'm taking this voiceover way too seriously. Well, alright, 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 you have found it. This is the Selected Podcast. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are the droids you're looking for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, 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 back. It is episode 23. 23 weeks I have been doing this. It's actually probably more like 25 weeks because I know I kind of, well, I, uh, you know... Daddy had to take a little bit of a vacation for a a day or two, but episode 23, while I was thinking about this today, you know, the number 23, it just kind of kept coming back and coming back, and I thought, this has got to be a very special episode, because, you know, number 23 is the number of Michael Jordan. It's the number of LeBron James. It's the number of Jason Giambi. It's the number of Bobby Bonilla, but this is a very special episode. It's episode number 23, and so without further ado, I want to introduce one of my most favorite people on this planet let me tell you about her she is a coach and consultant for the creative and tech industries she has produced content for cut a youtube channel with 11 million subscribers that specializes in short form content before we did the pre-show i didn't even know about it so i'm gonna ask her all about it and get the lowdown. she is the co-admin of a community that builds upon google's i am remarkable campaign she has mentored Cherie, sherry cherie i don't know how to say it sherry blair tony blair's wife foundation to empower women entrepreneurs in low and middle income countries uh and for safer london which supports kids at risk from gangs she is a serial startup champion having worked on a social platform some stuff with artificial intelligence to predict network downtime during trading platforms she co-founded a property investment crowdfunding platform I don't know what that is. I'll ask her about that as well. And throughout all of this, she's also a proud card-carrying member of the ADHD Club, which I definitely want to talk to her about. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the fascinating maverick that is Emma Jackson.
1: Dan, it is such a pleasure. Such, a, such a pleasure to talk. So, I, I would like to kick off the podcast with my favorite memory of you, uh, that I can say uh, in public broadly. And it was when we were having our um, Ocean's Eleven type lunch, looking out over the Atlantic after um, a tech retreat, we'll call it that. Do you remember? The club. Yep, yep. And um, we're looking out over the sea, and we're overwhelmed by the beauty of it. And we're like, wow, America looks so good from here. And you're like, yeah, yeah, America. Land of the three home of the what the fuck
0: and since that moment it's only gotten worse
1: right it was well, I mean it's hopefully
0: it it seems to be getting a little better now you know there's an adult in the white house uh so so that's good uh but it did get it did get a little uh, a little bit uh well let's say off the off the rails right that's 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 how we say it over here it went a little off the rails but long time no see madam you know before we went on the air I I I commented you I said my god your hair got long and I got fat that is an impressive mane
1: my hair is hiding the fat like everyone else like it's at least like three kilos and it's actually down to my butt now that's why I have to braid it
0: your hair is down to your butt
1: yeah that's you're going so like curly.
0: crystal crystal gale style i know Not you don't know far. do you know who I that do. is i
1: do. I love crystal Gale. i love crystal Gayle.
0: don't you make my brown eyes blue
1: oh my god like that is my literally my favorite song i used to listen to her
0: as a i kid. got the guitar right here don't push me it can't be more than three chords i know you're a singer
1: that would make an amazing podcast for everyone else i love that
0: <laughs> for, for now that would make an amazing podcast for us everyone else would be bored to, to pieces anyway cut Talk mm. to me about this. I feel so undereducated because uh, before we went on air, I said to you, tell me about Cut. What is it? And then you launched into "Oh, this little thing. They got like 11 million uh, subscribers uh, and uh, I've produced some content for them. And boy, did I feel stupid. So, ma- Madam, over to you. What is it? What did you do with Cut? Uh, and why are you not more famous than you already are?
1: Well, it's a choice. Fame <laughs> is a choice. Ah, I'm going to go with that. Um, but so this has a really great Origin story, um, which you might need to edit slightly, but let me go with it.
0: But so, we don't do any edits here.
1: Great. I was hoping <laughs> you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> so I was out with some mutual friends of ours actually on one of those days when you end up in Soho and you're daytime drinking. And we end up on a terrace. And I see, I'm not going to mention names, but I see a guy that we both know and he's got like three super hot girls with him. So I go up, I'm super drunk and I'm like, I my name I don't is Dan
0: this. Taylor. My name is. You can mention me. It's fine.
1: And I decide that this is. I don't know. I want to. I want to compete with this. I don't know what it. I, when I get drunk, I like to compete with straight white men. Um, I usually always win.
0: But so the gay white I, men, they're fine.
1: Oh yeah, no, they're fine. They're fine. They're better. They're better than me. They're, they're better. better than me. They're t- they are.
0: <laughs> Bar none.
1: So I go up and I say, "So who wants to hear a joke?" And everyone goes, "Me, me, me." And I say, "Okay, so how?" Are is spinach and anal sex the same.
0: We definitely don't need to edit this. How are spinach and anal sex the same? Tell me, Emma.
1: The younger you are when you experience them dictates how you feel about them when you're older. <laughs> so I then I'm then like super pleased with myself. I walk off. Two of the hot girls come with me because I'm way more interesting than the guy by this point. <laughs> And one of the hot girls stays with him, and they're actually now engaged to be married. So blank name, you're welcome. But that's how I met the exec producer who I work with to do cut content. And we became great friends. She's um, a journalist who, she's an entertainment journalist that before the pandemic, every basically every film that comes out, she interviews the stars. So Mamma Mia comes out. Pierce Brosnan, and Cher, she's interviewed Cher. She's interviewed M- multi-multi-movie stars. Um, for an Australian TV channel. So she's a very interesting, very awesome person. We became really good friends, and we started doing stuff for Cut.
0: I know who you're talking about, and I'm not going to mention any names either. Okay.
1: We can, can because if you don't, if people don't know about Julia Vogel, you should absolutely look her up.
0: I will definitely put that in the show notes. I will link to this young lady. We had, uh, you know, do, do you know what, Julia, and we had a back and forth, and we were all set to do some photo work together. And then, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm officially announcing a lockdown. none of you can go anywhere or do anything. And uh, yeah, well, that's when, I don't know about you, but for me, uh, the bottom didn't really drop out. You know, for the first like two, three months, I was like, fuck yeah, holiday, baby, this is great. And then after three months, I was like, OK, wait a minute. I'm kind of running out of money, and I'm bored.
1: Yeah, wasn't so fun anymore,
0: was it? What do I do now? On a positive note, I got a text from the NHS today, and I got my second vaccination, vaccination, mm-hmm. booked for next week. What
1: What, what are you getting? AstraZeneca?
0: <sighs> I wanted anything I could get. I took the. I'll take everything. I took the AZ. If they make a mistake and offer me the Pfizer, I'll be like, give me the cocktail. I'll take the. I'll take whatever yep. you want. Sure. I'll double down. I'll go with the AZ, the Moderna, the Pfizer, the Johnson & Johnson, the face mask for life, whatever it takes. All right? I'm getting sick of my house. I, li- I live in a beautiful yep. house. I really do, but I'm getting sick of it. Listen, I want to get back into cut because I want to talk mm-hmm. about the importance of, well, I, well, I want to talk about the importance of, of art and creatives, but because I'm putting a book together and I need to know... What is your other?
1: My other. So I've done actually several things over the last year. Um, I've learned French. Um, I'm now a master at tantric sex. Um, I also learned how to make sushi out of the Japanese blowfish. Um, I'm just fucking kidding. I did (laughs) fuck all. I put on five kilos and I now exhibit low-level anxiety and depressive symptoms, just like everyone else. I I actually did get some stuff done, but I'm not really down with this of... Oh. I don't know. I don't I don't wanna I don't like the whole kind of bragging about what you did over lockdown and then not also caveating it with I also put on five kilos or I also have a sleep problem now or I also have a slight sense of social anxiety. I just because I because I'm a coach, I think it's really important to and um, be real about these things me and
0: liquid nitol are best friends i don't go anywhere without the liquid nitol i came home from a i had a photo gig last night and i'll tell you what two things happened one i got my cameras out during the day uh one of which i've been using over pandemic turned it on everything's fine the other two i grabbed them turned them on black screen i thought oh shit are they broken what like what then it dawned on me about 30 seconds i haven't charged these batteries in 18 months Wow. I like I literally haven't picked these pieces, these everything tools. Got paused. Yeah, yeah, everything got paused and all the batteries got drained. And then on yeah. the way over to the gig Speaking of social anxiety, I I was a little, I don't want to say it's, there's an act, but there's a little bit of an act that goes on. You know, there's a little bit of rapport mm-hmm. that I have to establish with people to get the. It's
1: a bit of showmanship. Sure, yeah. to
0: get the looks and the reaction. And I have to get people comfortable with having a camera pointed at them. You know, it's, it's not the most easy thing to do. And on the way over there, I was sitting on the tube and I started getting a little nervous. I was like, Jesus, I hope I remember how to do this. Yeah. And of course, it was like riding a bike. Within twenty minutes, I was—I'll uh, be honest—I had a cocktail and was like, "Yeah, no problem. I know how to do this. Everything's fine." Yeah. And it turned out fine. Just just before we uh, went on, I was editing the images, and they looked great. So
1: I'm sure they did. So I speak to a lot of like a lot of clients because I'm a coach, and everyone has something that they're kind of worried about going back. Yeah. So, uh, for example, like I saw some friends of mine, and this guy is from Philly. He's one of the most gregarious people I know um but he kind of has trouble making eye contact now when you see him in person right like because he's kind of like he everyone's going through that jittery bit of can I do this do I still want to do this
0: well that's the big question am I weird
1: are you weird are we both being weird you know um so I think feeling uncomfortable and recognizing that that's okay and it and it will pass is the is the ticket there
0: talking about coaching you are the CEO and founder of Jackson Corp, or is it the Jackson Corp? The Jackson 5 Corp? The Jackson 1 Corp. Let's call it the Jackson 1 Corp. It's Jackson Corp. You cite your background in advertising and tech as the foundation of your work. Mm. What do you do specifically? Like how great do you, question. what do you do? How do you do it? Walk me through it. What is, what is, what is how does advertising and tech lead into coaching?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, a really good friend of mine, we were on a call together and she went to introduce me and then realized she didn't have like the fucking clue what to say <laughs> about what I did. Um, and, and that's and like, again, did I mention that I've got ADHD? It doesn't show at all. So uh, I do a few things for money. That sounds weird. I've really got to find another way of saying that. Okay. So I do a bit of real estate property uh, kind of stuff as a low level basic, because you've got to keep yourself, if you work for yourself, it's I, like, if you can get yourself into a position where you have a trickle of something coming in on a regular basis, that is, that's the idea for the groceries, allows you to be free. Right. Right. And you've got to, you've got to take care of that, especially like you live in, you live in somewhere like London or New York or somewhere like that. You've got to make sure you're covered. So I do a little bit of that and I've been doing that for years. Um, and I'm a producer of content for things like, um, the stuff that I do for cut. Which i do want to mention because yeah. i do we've done some i did some fantastic work with julie vogel um and i also produced digital projects for people i like on projects that i like so my most recent one that i did is it's actually it's one of those moments where you know the saying uh, great tech is indistinguishable from magic mm. right we did a project for vodafone where we have two baby grand pianos that can talk to each other over a 5G network, which means what you play on one piano gets played on the other piano. And we put one of these pianos in Amsterdam, kept one of them in London, and we've got these two super cute, I'll send you the link, we've got these two super cute ladies who have played for decades with each other and thought they were just gonna play a duet over a video link. And then when the piano started playing itself, they lost their minds and everyone burst into tears and it was fucking amazing. It
0: was like Schrödinger's piano. Right, <laughs> you had entangled pianos. Wow.
1: Right, and because of the five G network, there's no latency, there's no lag. You can do this, and you know, seeing someone who is, I don't know, in the in the seventies, suddenly suddenly go, oh my god, this is technology. Technology can connect people. Technology spreads art. Was amazing.
0: So you've worked with 5G technology. I got the iPhone 10 here with, with a message from my mom. Look at that.
1: Oh, cute. What does that say? Stop calling me.
0: <laughs> Who is this? You're not my son. Stop messaging me. <laughs> I've only got the 4G tech. Do I need to uh, pony up and get the 5G? Is it really you, worth it? You, you
1: will do soon. Is it going to give
0: me brain cancer?
1: Yes. And COVID.
0: <laughs> We're all going to die someday.
1: Yeah, so why not do it with no lag or latency involved in your streaming or whatever else it is you're up to on your phone?
0: You also mentioned that you work with creatives, and, and one of the things that, you know, I as a creative, I, I'm a photographer, I'm a, I am guess I'm a journalist now, one of the things that plagues me that I think about often is all the stories that I write every day in, day out, I hear about data-driven this, data-driven that, machine learning, AI, yaddy daddy daddy da. As a creative, you know, I I feel kind of diminutive. I feel like my position and my place in the world diminishes day by day. So my question to you is with all of this data driven, everything, is there still a place in the world for creatives?
1: A hundred million percent to give you a mathematically driven answer. Um, yeah, I mean, this is that creativity is still the reason why we do anything. So, you know, like, so what a 5g network, you can get things, um, quicker. That's not what it is. It's about actually more about the latency so you can interact quicker Mm -hmm. and more predictably. Um, but it's, we do that so we can be creative. We do that so we can share, we do that so we can reach out to people. It is still the biggest driver. Tech is just the enabler.
0: Okay. So help me understand this then if I'm Mm -hmm. a fortune 500 company, let's say I'm a fund, Mm -hmm. their job is to make money. Where does creativity fall into that bucket?
1: Okay, so uh, that's a, it's a, it's a great question. And it's, I think, one that should be debated almost endlessly. Uh, so I think that um, tech and machine learning and artificial intelligence that will take over and get better and better at these nuanced jobs, even the nuance of these nuanced jobs, we're, we're getting there at a rapid rate. I think what that actually does is it frees people up and our resources up and our time up to be more creative, to be more compassionate, to be more human. So I think the the optimist's version of a future that is inundated with tech and underpinned by tech is one where we have more time to be more human rather than doing these shitty fucking a- uh, data entry jobs <laughs> and driving trucks. Like So fucking what? Let a robot do it and maybe we can build something better.
0: Okay. Uh, let me play sparring partner then. Let's go. You've just put... Two million truck drivers out of a job. What are they going to do now? Are they going to be more human because they don't have a way to put bread on the table?
1: I personally think that there needs to be a little bit more of a um, an underpinning of society in terms of means. So I don't know whether you're. Mm. Aware, um, so I'm a I'm a data girl. I come from a tech background. I love a fucking study because I prefer I prefer data over your fucking opinion great, your opinion may sound good. But I actually want I want I want proof, right? I want empirical proof. If you look at people who are given uh, universal credit that they can live on, they dramatically outperform people without universal credit in terms of being proactive uh, about creating jobs, and earning more money and building their place in society. So you would think it would be the opposite that you give people money, you give them just enough money to live on, they'd just sit back in their armchair and not do anything. Right. They don't. Well, we all they, did that for they,
0: three months this past year, <laughs> yeah, and it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it was not. Okay, no, I like I like where you're going. Yeah.
1: So I think with a slightly different system, and it's not massively far removed from where we are, especially in the UK, as long as the Tories don't get in in the next general election, um, a little bit more support.
0: <laughs> I, I think Mr. Cummings made support. sure of that today.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Um, I think a little bit more support will will allow people to be creative and innovative and we can literally build a, a, a quite a radically different world mm. in the next 10, 20 years. This is like this is is within our lifetime. This is not comic book stuff. This is this is happening now.
0: Let's talk about the five Gs, which is another right. which is another thing that you do. Now, is this five Gs in five G technology or do you actually have the get it, got it, good like gangsters? Great, <laughs> yes. What what is it? Is it five G tech or are there five Gs? And if there are, what are the five yeah. Gs?
1: Yeah. So the five. The, it is about five G technology. So okay. uh, the five Gs is run and owned by Oliver Kibble White, and who is an amazing, amazing human being. One of my favorite people uh, to work with and actually just hang out with. So this is what I mean. I only did. I only produce work with people that I like on projects that I like. Um, because I do a good job that way. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do that, then I do not do a good job. Uh and he set up the five Gs as a response to five G technology and how it is radically different the ter- in terms of the creative, innovative activations that you can do using this. And there weren't any specialist agencies. And now there are. Like I said, our last project was with Vodafone.
0: Right, right. With these
1: two pianos that can talk to each other. I can't wait to see and that. And we've got a yeah, we've got some we've got some crazy stuff in the pipeline. Uh so watch this space.
0: Okay. And your job with the 5Gs according to your LinkedIn is to mm-hmm. quote, "help refine briefs and collaborate on creative and technical solutions for wild ideas and activations." The way I read that is you are the translator between the geeks and the creatives. Is that right?
1: Uh it's actually it's actually a trifecta. It's the creatives, uh, the geeks, and, and the money, and the money people, ah, and the, the money, money people.
0: See, that's where I've been going wrong my whole life. I keep forgetting about the money people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's so the state. geeks, the creatives, and the money, and you sit in the middle and yeah. you make sure they can all understand each other. Yeah. Okay. yeah
1: And often, and often, you know, someone, um, especially when we work with advertising agencies, um, the departments are often uh, a little bit siloed. Mm. So you might have a creative who's an amazing, creative but might not have the technical awareness in order to really flesh out an idea or or take an idea as far as it can go Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's what and that's what we really specialize in is that we can we can take a brand or an idea or an objective behind an activation and build something incredible around it so yeah you're um you're very 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 insightful Dan yeah that's exactly that's exactly what I do
0: I just sit in the corner and observe. That's my job. Well, listen, you know what? That. Thank you for that. That brings us to the lightning round. Are you familiar with the lightning round? Good, me neither. So what's going to happen? I'm going to throw five, maybe six questions at you as fast as I can. I need one, two, maybe three word answers. Don't think about them. Just answer as fast as you can. Are you ready? Go to. Let's do it. Emma Jackson. Star Wars or Star Trek?
1: Star Wars.
0: What is the worst part of being an entrepreneur?
1: All the sex. It's so tiring.
0: What has been your most favorite project to work on ever?
1: Oh, all of them. I only work on stuff I love. I only work on stuff I love. Okay, the naked the naked shows that we did at the box for an artist in New York who likes to cover people with paint. And then they have sex on a canvas and we would exhibit the canvas. And we curated a whole bunch of shows live at the box to present this ethos. That's my favorite project.
0: The best live music event you've ever attended.
1: It's gotta be David Bowie, Glastonbury, Um, 250,000 people singing heroes blew my fucking mind.
0: Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. This has been the lightning round with Emma Jackson. We've got a few sponsorship messages to get in. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Studies have shown that direct earball advertising is three halves more effective than either video or print. So whether it's out on a run with RAF or falling asleep with Felice, your highly targeted message could be right here. Talk to me at dan at selected.sesamers.com. And... Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us and I know you're not, we're sitting down today with Miss Emma Jackson, also known as EVJ. And I did forget to ask her in the lightning round and I'm going to throw in bonus question number seven. What does the V stand for? Victory. Get out of here. Your middle name is Victory. No, it's not. It's Victoria. Ah, I knew it. It It is
1: Victoria. Ah. It is Victoria. My parents were not that cool.
0: As far as I'm concerned, your middle name is Victory.
1: So you know, you know the phonetic alphabet, right?
0: Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Fox, Art, Golf, Hotel, Indigo, Lima, Mike, November, Oscar, Papa, Quebec, Romeo, Sierra, Tango, Uniform, Victor, Whiskey, X-Ray, Yankee, Zulu?
1: Boom, oh my God, somebody give down a prize.
0: That was the other thing I did during the pandemic was I learned the NATO alphabet.
1: No way, that's hilarious. Well, so anyway, the other day I was giving my name to someone and I, when my, my middle name, I said V and they said, and they thought it was, it could be B or T, you know, over the phone. And I said V for Victor. Right. Like that's my. But like that's my middle name, Emma Victor Jackson, rather than just saying Victoria, rather than saying V for Victoria. But anyway.
0: Well, listen, earlier in the show, I did mention, and by earlier, I mean during the intro, I did mention that you uh, have been diagnosed. You do have ADHD, which is mm-hmm. attention deficit, hyper... Hyperactivity. Hyperactivity disorder. Disorder. God, that's such a... this yeah. Disorder. Oof. That's such a yeah. that's such a misnomer, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's super gross hearing yourself described like that all the time.
0: For those of us that are unfamiliar, because I, I, I do have some experience with it, not personally, but uh, in your words, what like explain to me, explain to everybody else how. I mean, I mean, you've lived with it, so you you to you, you are normal, right? And to me, I am normal, but
1: stress, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: I know we're pushing boundaries here, but. Your brain processes things a bit differently, better than everybody else. Help me understand. How does that work?
1: Yeah, um, really fucking good question. I love. I would love to have a pithy answer for this. So, <laughs> um, so I can. So I can. First of all, I was a late diagnosis. I got diagnosed by accident when I was thirty.
0: Thirty. Um, so I didn't. Right. Yeah,
1: I didn't know I had it. Although looking back, it was really obvious. That, um, this happens a lot to women because we present symptoms quite differently Mm -hmm. and most of the research is done by uh, men of course right right for men by men yeah exactly um yeah and so getting that late diagnosis gave me gave me two different contrasting experiences and i thought genuinely when i first published something online about being ADHD I thought I might lose my job mm-hmm. that I had no I had no role models this wasn't this wasn't talked about this wasn't spoken about and ADHD basically means that my brain works differently to someone who hasn't got ADHD um the 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 population is probably around probably around nine percent of the general population are ADHD mm-hmm. um, diagnosed it's about three percent I believe wow. Um, But kind of extrapolating on the amount of people who get late diagnosis, they think it's probably about nine in total, if everyone was diagnosed, Um, which means that is quite a minority. Mm. However, however, I will say that I was talking to um, a journalist who works for Forbes, and she's done a lot of writing on ADHD and tech. Um, if the incidence is say 9% in the general population in the tech industries it's like 50% this is an industry that attracts and thank God neurodivergent people and we're talking ASPI, we are talking autism we're talking ADHD we're talking dyslexics, because it is um, it is fundamentally um, an industry that relies on innovation and thinking differently, like. You neurotypicals, how do you think you went from caves to pyramids? I'm telling you, it wasn't you guys. It was my crew. It was my crew that did that.
0: Now, I mean, if anybody tells you that Steve Jobs was a normal guy, tell him to get lost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so you were diagnosed at age 30. So that was like last year and last year right and how how did that now, now so you're saying that, that that the you know looking back it was quite obvious but talk to me yeah. talk to me about how did that affect your professional career i mean you work for yourself right now and that's by choice but how did that when you were working in for the man and in the company you know you obviously have coworkers. how mm-hmm. did that go down
1: not very well right hence why i work for myself okay um i am unemployable and unmanageable uh, within normal structures now tech served me much better so agile working mm-hmm. uh, where you have very clearly defined ob- um, objectives where people know exactly what they're doing they know exactly what a deliverable looks like and they're encouraged to fight the corner of their particular discipline um that's why that's my natural home but if you put me in a normal corporation I'd be fired within, I don't know, give me a week.
0: Right. And that's because your attention is drawn to, let's say, I, I get for, I'm sorry to do this, but for lack of a better word, I'm doing no, huge, huge air quotes, normal people, right? I'm huge air quotes, who, and I don't even consider, I, by this definition, I don't even consider myself normal, who can literally sit there and work on one spreadsheet for eight hours at a time during that time that they're focused on that one spreadsheet you might look at it for let's say 12 minutes and then you're going to think of some creative solution about that problem that you saw last week over in finance but then marketing might be having this uh issue and did you leave the iron on and what am i doing with this tube of toothpaste in my hand oh spreadsheet is is that is that right
1: i mean yeah sometimes it is so that there are two sides to this coin so for every like time i run off like chasing a squirrel instead of sitting at my desk and doing my spreadsheet. Mm. Um, there's also hyper focus, which is the other side of that coin, and that's something that not a lot of people do attribute to ADHD. So I can, if if it, if something is really interesting to me and I am motivated to do it i can sit down for like 18 hours straight yes like i'm fucking superhuman I... you can have a brass band playing over here you can have grace jones robert downey jr dancing the tango over there and i don't give a fuck. you sure i'll be completely focused grace jones robert downey jr word, yeah word, that's that's word, that's pretty impressive
0: word. all right okay yeah
1: um but so yeah so there's it's just not very well known people just think it's about being distracted and um, being a bit of an ass but there's all sorts of things that get tied up in it so quite often people with um adhd um are quite iconoclastic so they're not afraid to call out ideas like just because we've always done it like this that doesn't matter that's not going to get in the way of me looking at another solution and that's something that's kind of drummed into neurotypicals and can be hard to break Mm. if you have a team that has neurodivergent people in you get a mix of not only how their minds work but you get a mix of perspectives as well on on problems and like any issue of diversity it's worth having because it stress tests ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So in your experience today, mm. is there mm. enough, is there enough being done for people who have ADHD? In other words, well, is, no. is is there enough no. diagnosis going on? Uh, what can we do better? And I think most importantly, what can employers be doing? And, and specifically, you know what, actually, let me talk about this then. What can entrepreneurs be doing to, not only foster, but even encourage people with ADHD or ADHD-like uh, uh, divergence, um, you know, because as you just said, it's, it sounds to me, just sitting here listening to you, it sounds to me like, fuck yeah, I want, I want a couple of those people on my team, if not the whole team. Yeah,
1: <laughs> If not, well, the whole team. <laughs> um, <laughs> there'd be a lot of squirrel chasing going on. Um, but yeah. Well, we would, bet, uh, we would yeah. develop
0: the best squirrel herder known to man. What can employers, what can entrepreneurs be doing to to foster a workplace where those with ADHD can can really thrive? And and I guess as well for the for their co-workers to not only understand it, but to uh, springboard off of it to really harness that power.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. um, So there's so many different ways that ADHD can present itself and it's co and there are a lot of other things that are comorbid with ADHD. Um, so one of the things that companies can do if you're not doing it already, which would be unbelievable, is things like flexible working. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really help. So people can have autonomy, but also be able to be a human being. Uh, something else that um people can do is talk about like comms and not just take it for granted that everyone communicates in the same way. So for example, I build And lead software teams for digital projects right and at the start of and they are often people that haven't worked with each other, or maybe a few of them have and some of them haven't it's always disparate teams. And when we have our kickoff meeting, I always talk about how do people want to communicate how often are we going to run meetings and I get a consensus so people, first of all don't feel like they're being treated like they're at school.
0: Because we're all all grown grown ups. we had enough of that.
1: Right, right. Um, And also, I set things like, if you don't want to have your camera on, when we do meetings, you don't have to, I would really appreciate it if sometimes you had it on, Mm. you don't have to have it on all the time. Um, If you need to take um, a day off, or you need time off, you don't need to tell me what for, Mm. just tell me so I can schedule. And actually, a lot of the things that you would do to welcome neurodivergence into your company, It's just treating people with dignity and giving them autonomy and all of the coping mechanisms, air quotes, coping (laughs) mechanisms for people with ADHD um, are just really great solutions for everyone. So, you know, some of the stuff that you can do if you have got ADHD and I do I do write a little bit about this and I'm and I'm quite vocal on Twitter about ADHD stuff. So anyone who has ADHD or thinks they have ADHD, you can find me and we can talk. Um, But all the things you can do to control it are things like exercise diet meditation uh like uh, practicing um like this is getting more into the coaching side of things but practicing being uncomfortable practicing reframing your anxiety so you know when you go out and you go to a new gig coming out of the pandemic and you're like "Fuck, can i still do this Mm -hmm. like your brain wants to translate anxiety as a threat because your little lizard brain goes oh my god anxiety that means someone's trying to kill you Right. But you can also reframe that of I'm anxious because this is my job and I'm invested in it. It's important. I want to to do a good job. Right. That's that can also be that little tickle of anxiety. So learning how to reframe things so you don't always have the like scared reaction Mm. um, is really useful for not only people who are neurodivergent, but also neurotypicals. That's what we call you, by the way, NTs.
0: Well, thank God somebody gave us a label because I was starting to feel like a real asshole saying "normal people." Right. All right, neurotypicals. Well, that is yeah. well, that is good stuff. And on a, and and on a side note, on on a personal note, uh, if I if I have my uh, well, I don't want to call it snooping information, correct? But your husband also has ADHD.
1: That's correct. How does
0: that work out around the house? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we haven't set the place on fire yet, so that's good.
1: There's still time. There's still time. Um, It's great having someone who deeply understands you. Like, if you've gone through, um, I don't know, like if you lost a parent when you're young, everyone can intellectually stretch themselves to imagine what it would be like to lose a parent young. But unless you've actually gone through that, like you don't have the same depth of connection. I can empathize,
0: but I can't fully sympathize. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. there's an empathy bridge that can be crossed to a certain extent. So, I have the equivalent in that, in that my husband has ADHD. He recognises that when I say I'm going to be ready in five minutes, and it actually takes me three days to leave the house because my mobile ended up in the freezer, and I don't know where my shoe is, yeah. and I'm literally, you know, uh, a grown-ass woman. Um, he he understands that he doesn't just get mad, right. but when we both have a bad day, mm. that's yeah, that's hectic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh... You know, like I said, I've experienced it firsthand, and I will say that God bless you, Apple, because I am going to very soon invest heavily in AirTags. If I have to go and look for that phone one more time while we're on our way out the door, I'm going to shoot myself. So I am going to invest in the AirTags all right well listen emma we are almost out of time we've been yakking away here i have just a few more questions for you it has been great thank you for joining me today what is and i ask all my guests this and let's see if you can answer it because most don't which is what is the one question you'd always hoped someone would ask you but they never have
1: i think i've been asked all the questions i'm a i'm a i'm a woman white men really think they've got a lot of opinions that i should listen to so you know i don't know do you you
0: need me to mansplain this question to you (laughs) (laughs) all right well moving on then before i get myself in any more trouble um what are you most looking forward to and when the can i buy you a beer in person
1: oh my god what a great question so um i am most looking forward to travel I mean, goddamn, how privileged were our lives before that? And don't get me wrong. Our lives are still extraordinarily privileged. If you still got a roof over your head, you can, you you know, you're still eating every so often, like we are crazy. Oh, privileged.
0: I've been eating plenty. Thanks.
1: <laughs> we used to go out like it was nothing. We'd get on a flight like it was nothing. I've got friends all over the world that I haven't seen. Mm, yep. And that's what I'm most looking forward to is getting the fuck into a different environment. Yep. Swimming yeah. on a tropical beach. Being warm would be awesome. I'm sorry, where's that beach? <laughs> I'll, I'll text you. Next. I'll text you. <laughs> All
0: right. I won't put it in the show notes. Yes, I will. <laughs> How about some last thoughts for our VCs and entrepreneurs that are listening? Basically, it's my mom. My mom listens. So, any last right. thoughts for my mom?
1: I <laughs> oh got so many questions for your mom. But I would just say, you know what, for entrepreneurs, I would say um, get yourself a support network in place. Um, Get yourself a support network in place for your business, uh, for your personal life. um, Get that shit down because you can't, like, the days where you could just have an idea and someone will throw money at you and sort it all out, they are gone. You need such a mix of disciplines, of perspectives. You really need to have your shit together.
0: Diversify. EVJ this has been our time take us out tell the old folks like me where we can find you on the emails tell the kids where they can find you on the social meds and most importantly tell me where I can find you on uh, let's go with TikTok this week go
1: so I am not on TikTok or anything like that because I stay away from social media Ooh. as much as I can yeah yeah for somebody who works in tech and who came up through social I stay away from it because you know what guys Hardly anything good there, right? But um, you can find me on JacksonEmma.com. First, A and Jackson is the at sign on Twitter. I'm pretty active. It's at EVJ. So as you can guess, I'm not really thirty because my Twitter handle is only three letters. Um, and my thirty one. My, my website address is EVJ.AF. EVJ, which I think is hilarious, and no one else gets as fuck. Right. Thank you.
0: Come on i mean i might be 63 years old but i get it but i definitely you
1: know? i'm definitely on a security list because of it because dot af is afghanistan and i've definitely had some weird comments because of it i'm on my my husband's american i'm on a list whenever we go through jfk i'm definitely on a list
0: well As I told you earlier before we went on air, I wrote a story about the Russians a while back and, uh, well, let's just say I did a little bit too much research, so I'm sure I'm on a list somewhere. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This has been The Selected Podcast. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and I am out of here.
1: That was awesome.